Welcome to The Ziggler Show, episode 465. I'm your host, Kevin Miller. Today, I have the distinct pleasure of bringing you a message from Zig Ziggler. This is actually a relatively short show, and it's a focus on honesty and respect. If you're new to the show, let me fill you in real quick on what our longtime listeners know. We are just one of many, many great podcasts. However, most podcasts deliver incredible information on how to do the things that we want to do. And while we touch on those aspects, of course, our primary focus is showcasing how to be so that all the efforts to do can actually get traction. Traction is a great word. I mean, your car is powerless without the wheels and tires. And if you feel like you do and have taken in a world of information over the years, but aren't totally satisfied with how much you've actually done or accomplished, you're in good company and you're at the right place. Come with us and we'll help you learn how to be putting the tires and wheels on those aspirations so that you can do so that you can have again, welcome. what you are and where you are because of what's gone into your mind. You can change what you are. You can change where you are by changing what goes into your mind. You cannot become what you need to be by remaining what you are. If you can't take a huge step to begin with, take as big a step as you can, but take it now. That's the key. Take it now. You can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. Today is a brand new day, and it's yours. Well, Zig's message today is just about seven minutes, and then, of course, I break down a few of the points that are just worthy of a little bit more attention. Zig starts with a couple of stories about kids and dads specifically, and now the, the principles are relevant to all of us in our relationships. But in breaking down the message, as we always do, I was led into some specific parenting examples. Those of you who are parents specifically will get food for thought in this show, uh, though it's not confined to just that. Uh, we also, as our shows generally follow a similar format, this show ended up containing a lot of references and resources. I just re returned from a conference of top thought and tech leaders in the health, wellness, and medical arenas in San Francisco. And I think my brain was just on hyperdrive. A quick word to a couple iTunes reviews. We get a lot of five-star reviews, so I'm just going to address a few that uh, weren't so you know that we're listening. This one says, I have listened to your show for a while. Always find inspiration on the show. Why the three stars? I wish you would stop apologizing for your faith. You will say something super inspiring regarding faith and then turn around and apologize about it. Be bold about your space. You can't make everyone happy. Sometimes people will be offended. You know, that's actually good counsel. And I was not aware that I was apologizing for any of our faith standpoint here at uh, Ziggler. I know I often caveat it because I do want to be sensitive. We have people of differing faiths here, but uh, you know, it was, that was interesting feedback. I, I do appreciate that. Uh, here's one that was five stars. It said, love the show. Please work on the audio issues. You know, that one as well. I understand most of the interviews that we do, actually almost all uh, rare case while I do one solo. Most of them I do with Tom Ziggler. 
So I, you know, Tom's in one location, I'm in another, and our guest is in another. Tom and the guest are coming into me on the same channel, and I'm working harder than usual to try to get them on the same audio levels. We actually talked with uh, tech guru Andy Traub of the Take Permission Network, and he, uh, takepermission.com. And he uh, gave us an, uh, a tool that we're going to try using to get that better. So I hear you. And yeah, just so you know, though, the reason is that we're, we're uh, most interviews you hear on podcasts are you know one to one. They're going back and forth. We have a three piece thing going on here. So it gives a little bit uh, more tech issue to deal with. Now, here's one, a two-star review. It says, I'm a huge Zig fan, been following since uh, I heard him speak in the 1990s. He changed my life. Uh, he says the format that we have currently of interrupting the interviews and telling us um, we can hear the interviewee's responses after a message from the sponsor rattles my nerves. It's not like watching TV. I'm in my car and on my 45 minute drive to work, I'm not uh, going anywhere. I'll listen to your sponsor ads. By the time the ad is over, I find myself trying to remember the flow of the interview. Well, again, I, I heard you. I, I actually understand that. I was trying to break things up. But I heard that and I actually went back and or, or went and listened to some other peers, some other top podcasts out there and how they were doing it. And if you'll notice, I am trying to group the uh, sponsor pieces and the ads together because I get you. It interrupts the flow. So, again, um, I, you know, I love the, the positive reviews and I do am bothered sometimes when we get a negative review just for like a tech thing. I don't want it to deter somebody from listening to us and the great content just because of a tech thing. But I do appreciate the feedback. So thank you. And uh, again, if you've got any feedback, please let us know. And with that last bit said about sponsors, I've got two quick ones here before we dive into Zig's message. If you are looking to create interactive content that drives engagement from your customers, no one makes it easier than Constant Contact. Unlike other solutions, Constant Contact has a smooth drag and drop design, which provides the most simplified editing experiences possible. Their comprehensive uploading tool lets you easily import your contact list from Excel, Gmail, Outlook, or wherever, and keep track of changes automatically. See how you can be a marketer with a free trial at constantcontact.com slash podcast. The career marketplace looks nothing like it did five years ago. Today, there is a broader set of career options and even more opportunity to find work that inspires us. That's why Catherine Minshew and Alexandra Kavulakis co-founders of themuse.com wrote the new rules of work, the modern playbook for navigating your career to show you how to play the game by the new rules. Whether you're just starting out in your career, navigating a mild career shift or somewhere in between, this is the book you need to thrive in the new world of work. So pick up a copy of the new rules of work, the modern playbook for navigating your career today. All right, folks, well, here is Zig, and then we'll break down a handful of the highlights. One of my favorite people is Neil Jeffries. Neil was a quarterback for the Baylor Bears and led them to the Southwest Conference Championship. Neil, as some of you know, stutters. He's one of the most effective speakers I've ever heard in my life. He never let uh, his condition become a problem. As a matter of fact, he used that condition the most effectively of anybody I have ever seen in my life. Neil was very, very close to his dad. 
His dad had certain rules and regulations. He and his mom did uh, uh, about what time the uh, guys were going to come in, uh, you know, uh, from their dates and all. Well, Neil had always had that beautiful open relationship with his dad. And one night, you know, he kind of stayed a little overtime. And on the way home, he realized he's going to be late. And he said, Shucks, I'm already in trouble. He turned around, went back to spend a little more time with his girl. And he got home. It was a couple hours later than he was supposed to be. Well, nobody was up and around. He sneaked up and he was hoping, you know, that uh, his dad hadn't even noticed. It was Saturday night. Got up Sunday morning, went down to breakfast, hoping that he'd get there early and his dad wouldn't be up, and there was his dad. Not a word was said. Nothing was said on uh, Monday. Nothing was said on Tuesday, but finally by Wednesday, Neil said he could no longer stand it. He went to his dad, and he said, Dad, here's what I did. I was wrong. Will you forgive me? The relationship was restored. The more quickly you do things like that, folks, the more easily the relationship is going to be rebuilt. In dealing with people, including our children, I love the little example that happened to me. Our family picked me up in Cleveland, Ohio. It was the Mezzi family. There were David and Jane Mezzi, and they have two beautiful children. One is a, a little guy who's a first grader, that's Gregory, and Brian is a sixth grader. Brian uh, probably has the vocabulary of at least a ninth grader, maybe a tenth or eleventh grader. We were on our way to the restaurant, and Brian spoke up, and he said, Dad said if you'll cut left right here, uh, you will miss some of the traffic, and we can get there sooner. Well, when he said that, David said, Well, Brian, you know, that's a good thought. Thank you for giving it to me. But he said, You know, I have already calculated in my own mind that the way we're now going is a more direct route. I believe we can get there faster this way, but thank you very much for your suggestion. It was a good one. Now, that's what I call an authoritative response. See, the authoritarian individual, whether it's in the workplace or at the home, says you do it because I said do it. That's why. Or you do it because that's the way we've always done it. The authoritative person, which is what David was, simply says we're going to do it this way, and let me explain why. You see, David was courteous to his son. He showed respect to his son. He gave him a logical explanation, simply saying, I've already thought this one through, and here's why this one would be better. But then he thanked his son. Now, I don't need to tell you, they have a tremendous relationship between the two of them. Husband and wife's relationships are, of course, the most important ones. I love what Sidney Harris says. The only way to understand a woman is to love her, and then it isn't necessary to understand her. You know, us fellas laugh about this a whole lot. We say, you know, women understand women. They don't like each other. We don't understand them, and we just love them. I know uh, that's the way, uh, uh, that's certainly the way I feel about my redhead. Now, the best way to build a lifetime relationship is make you mate your best friend. You know, there's some things you'd never say about your best friend. You'd never do to your best friend. Now, maybe your mate, but you'd never do and say something like that to your best friend. Make your mate your best friend, and then, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the relationship will be much better. Isn't it ironic? The technology that we have today is so enormously effective. And yet the irony, you know, we've got all of the faxes and the computers and the walk-around telephone and everything else. All the technology to communicate, and yet communication individually, one-on-one, -on -one, is a bigger problem today than it has ever been. Uh, 
Interestingly enough, in primitive societies also, as an aside, they don't have any time pieces, but they have lots of time. In our society, we have incredible numbers of time pieces, but somehow or another, we don't have any time. In the family relationship, I encourage you to pick up the Atlantic Monthly, the April 1993 issue. The headline simply said, Dan Quayle was right. Now, what's they talking about? They're talking about the importance of the family. And he's specifically talking, uh, in this particular case, Barbara Whitehead is the author. It's a lengthy article, but I guarantee you, you would enjoy reading it. The importance of the family is spelled out here. In single-parent families, the children raised there are six times as likely to be poor. They're two to three times as likely to have behavioral and emotional problems. They're far more likely to quit school, get pregnant, abuse drugs, or get in trouble with the law. Seventy percent of the juveniles in state reform facilities are from fatherless homes. And the chances of being physically or sexually abused are 40 times as great as they are in the two-parent, natural-parent family. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean the step-parent is the one who does the abusing. But there's something in society that a lot of times where there is the father and the mother, there's a respect that is shown that otherwise is not. Now, having said that, let me come back and say something that I want to make crystal clear. I never say anything with the purpose of hanging a guilt trip on anybody. As I've already said twice in this series, 99% of the people do what they do when they do it based on the information they have at that time and the circumstances that existed at that time. The reason I'm saying this in this particular recording is the fact that we want to start today and make it just as attractive in the future as is possible. I was raised by a single mother. My wife was raised by a single mother. They were both widowed uh, when uh, we were very, very small. Okay, I'm going to jump on a few things that he said right after I thank ZipRecruiter for supporting this show. If you're hiring, you've got to know where to post your job to find the best candidates. Posting your job in one place is not enough, and I'm one that hates the thought of missing out on the best. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites. And now you can. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. ZipRecruiter's simple website shows trending career fields, cities, and searches. You can find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person quickly and efficiently. Also, ZipRecruiter already has 9 million resumes you can search through in their database. Any problems with the process, don't fret. ZipRecruiter's friendly and human support staff are always there to help. ZipRecruiter has been featured on Forbes, Wall Street Journal, Time Magazine, New York Times, TechCrunch, and CBS, and has been used by over 1 million businesses. So right now, Ziggler listeners, you can post your job on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ziprecruiter.com slash free trial. That's ziprecruiter.com slash free trial. Well, Zig's first story about the son who stayed out too late and finally told his father 
a classic example of the point of this show, I think, honesty and integrity. And it reminded me of a principle that my wife and I have held in the highest standard as parents. It's something we came to. So one of my sons, Ian, when he was a little guy, he got into a cycle of us putting him to bed. Then he'd get up for something, as kids often do. Uh, normally do, I guess. However, my wife and I are not okay with just the norm. And we, we train our kids that when we put them to bed, they stay in bed because now it's our time to have a bit of a break from being mommy and daddy. I think that's reasonable. Well, little Ian decided to test our resolve, something else that's fairly normal with kids. They'll have cycles of pushing the boundaries and through some, giving him some consequences one evening to break his cycle of getting up, he stopped coming out of his room. Uh, and he wasn't even up playing and this took a little bit of time, but I, I peeked in it's dark in there, but I found he was just sitting on the edge, edge of the bed. And I, you know, I went downstairs and Terry said, well, I guess, you know, that's okay. He's obeying the letter of the law, if not the spirit, but I sat there, it just gnawed at me specifically that the spirit part. I mean, that's my boy. I care about his spirit. And what dawned on me was I was allowing him to be disobedient, rebellious, And that's not the character I want him to learn. I mean, I've had times in my life as a, as a kid. And even later, uh, when, you know, of feeling that disobedient, rebellious, and it's not good. It is not good in my soul. So again, that's not the character I wanted little Ian to learn. So as his parents, it was, you know, it's up to us to help guide his character. So as much as we didn't want to back up to the room to work with him until he acquiesced, which he did. And today we have kids from ages four to 22, Ian's 12 now, and I don't take it for granted that we can and do trust them implicitly. We have very, very few, if any rules, because we don't have to, I mean, the kids aren't perfect. Okay. But they understand cause and effect and they accept consequences for their actions when necessary. But in Zig's story, back to that, the son finally coming to his dad to confess uh, to him belies a, a truth that he respected his dad and wanted an intimate relationship with him. Man, that's dear to my heart. I mean, that's that's something that's that's a fruit of parenting that that dad had as well as the kids. You know, my kids don't have to like me every moment and can't if I'm doing a good job as their parent. But ultimately, if I don't do the things that foster their love and respect, then I can't really give them anything. So it's a big deal on that message from Zig. Well, his next story was about the boy who gave his dad some counsel on driving directions and his dad's most gracious and respectful response. That is something to model. Being respectful will always pay off more than not. And everyone deserves respect, or at least a valiant attempt to give it. That said, again, pointing to myself, I, I struggle with impatience. Uh, and I have to admit, I can be a bit sarcastic at times and, and short something I cringe from when I hear my kids mirror it back to me. And for me, this was just a call out to what I mentioned. Giving respect always pays off better uh, than not. And it pays better returns always. So just hearing that message from Zig just is making me look again. How am I talking to my kids when I, especially when it's something where there's grounds to, you know, call them out a little bit. Same thing with my employees, with my friends, my spouse, just a big lesson from Zig there. Now he makes just a quick reference to his wife and making your mate, your best friend. So I just wanted to let you know, friends, this is show 465. Now 
you know, occasionally we will need to rearrange an, an upcoming show schedule, but right now we have slated for show 470, uh, a po- uh, an interview with uh, Dr. Emerson Igerich. He's the renowned author of Love and Respect. The book is incredible, but I got to tell you, in the hour Tom Ziegler and I spent interviewing Emerson and drilling into his message, it was flat out revelatory. I had a hard time uh, paying attention to me as the interviewee, you know, facilitating this because I was just sitting there as a student, which I always am. But this one, this was powerful. Uh, You know, I I hope that you've been paying attention to our recent interviewees and, and we have some amazing ones coming up in our current lineup and we're chock full of doctors and research in this journey of inspiring true performance. We our intent is to go far beyond mere opinion and even doing the right thing. I mean, Ziegler is a faith-based organization, but the beauty here is we're also bringing you science in these powerful interviews, research and facts, as Zig often did when he spoke as well. He loved to talk about statistics and surveys, uh, which we happen to believe is God's design as well. So I'll, uh, I'll let that initiative from Zig to make your mate your best friend just sit with you. You can take action on it now but and understand the principle of it now, but we have some powerful guidance on just how to make that possible easier coming to you very soon. Well, Zig makes mention of how we have technology and all these communication tools, yet we so often fail at communication. And what he's pointing to is that we often fail at real communication, the communication that matters. So when Zig gave this talk that we just listened to, it was early 1990s, before the mainstream usage of texting and Facebook messages that we now utilize today. And what Zig cited as a problem with communication is somewhere around a zillion times greater today. All right, that may not be a true statistical number, but close. And you get the idea. It seems that, and I'll say this personally, kind of in my own paraphrasing of what I'm sure someone else has said in essence, but as the amount of short texting increases, the amount of real meaningful conversations lessons. And we see those pictures of people together in a social situation, none of them talking face to face and and at heart, but on their devices. And we continue to joke about it. And it continues to be a real story that we see every day. And unfortunately, maybe happening in your home, your living room or around the table or chances if that are, if that's happening, you're not around the table face to face. But on that point in show 397, we interviewed Simon Sinek on how to actually authentically lead. And I would implore you regarding this, what we're talking about now, this communication topic to type into your search engine, Simon Sinek, that's S I N E K millennials. Okay. Three words, Simon Sinek, millennials, millennials. It'll pop right up. It's a powerful 15 minute interview that is profound on this issue that Zig brought up. I, I've shared that video with so many people, and obviously I'm here sharing it with you know 50,000 of you guys now. Uh, and I guess other people have too, as the video has been seen nearly six and a half million times now. It is relevant regarding you and me. I mean, I took it to heart. It made me think about some of the things that I'm doing, uh, but it's also very powerful for families and, and our kids as it reveals uh, an unhealth in our culture t- that is that is uh, recent, you know, today that we cannot help but be affected by, and we need to realize that we are growing up in it. And me at 46, I am still absolutely growing up. So there's another killer resource to check out. Well, uh, you know, Zig made, uh, he, he said a quote, 99% of people do what they do when they do it based on the information they have at that time and the circumstances that existed at that time. Now, 
That was a mouthful. I had to go back and listen to it again. So I'll read it to you again. 99% of people do what they do when they do it based on the information they have at that time and the circumstance circumstances that existed at that time. Well, yeah. I mean, in some ways you could take that and go, well, duh. Um, you know, wherever you go, there you are. It seems pretty basic, but so let me paraphrase a little bit of what he's getting to. We are here. We're here. All of us right now to set what we're called to do. What he's imploring us to do is set truths, principles today that guide you so that in the future, when we are faced with a moment in time, and all we know is what we know at that moment, but we don't act like the other 99%, regardless of what's going on, we are guided by principles that endure even when we come to a place that seems fatal and we feel like we have to make a decision based on just what we're surrounded by there. It's a big issue that he pulled out there that, again, he kind of breezed by. It's worth paying attention to what are the principles that we are setting because we are going to come to those times and feel like, well, all I know is what I know now. I've got to do something. Well, yeah, but if you base it just on those circumstances, on that moment, we are here building principles, building qualities, building character that will give us more to work with than just that moment. Well, Zig's last bit where he gave negative stats for children of single parent, uh, from single parent homes, he of course also shared, and it's pretty strong to end with that he and his wife both came from single parent homes. So it's obviously not some death knell or super limiting factor. It doesn't have to be. He's just saying, looking at the odds, it's in the favor uh, of a two parent home. And I left that part in there. I almost, I actually thought about taking it out. I left it in there to take the opportunity to speak right now to those listening whose marriages are not well. And I hope that it is just extra encouragement to dig deeper, go further, believe more for your marriage for the sake of your kids. We're in an era where divorce is normal. Kids who have parents that are split are normal, but uh, we have a lot of things that are normal that shouldn't be, and it would be best. I don't think there's anybody that would say, oh, would it be better for my kids if they had a, you know, two loving parents who respected and love each other? Of course. So this is just an extra nudge to maybe think further, go deeper. Well, friends, uh, next week in show 466, we have an incredible, of course, you know, I hope we don't bring you anything but incredible stuff, but incredible show with renowned speaker, author, and Dr. Meg Meeker. She has a brand new book just released called Hero. And if you were raised by a less than perfect father, you need to know how that affected you and what you can do about it. And if you are a parent, you will want to absolutely 100% hear this show. Well, folks, thanks for being here with me as we walk together, inspiring our true performance. Talk with you in the next show.